It is an honor and a privilege for me to introduce to you my sponsor, Dick. I've had longer, but uh, <laughs> longer introductions than that, but it was certainly true. <clears throat> my name is Dick, and I'm an alcoholic. Everybody, by the grace of God and the actions of AA and sponsorship, I've been sober since September the 15th, 1965, and I'm really very grateful for that. I, uh, <clears throat> if you're new in Alcoholics Anonymous and uh, you see some of the mysteries of AA going on around you, uh, you'll be able to sort them out after a while. But uh, I'll tell you one thing that you don't have to do. You don't ever have to take a, a drink again. And uh, I know that because I came into AA on that, on that Thursday back in September 90, 1965, and I haven't had a drink since. And I drank from the time I was 14 to the time I was 33 years old. And uh, just to give you a brief idea of what, what kind of a character I was when I got here, I didn't know the truth from the false. I, oftentimes, uh, I'd lie when the truth would serve me better. And, uh, you know, I just, everything had to go strangely my way or else I was dissatisfied. And then I would invent another re reason to drink just over and over and over again, and go back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, <coughs> the guys this morning and this afternoon uh, with the big book seminar that they did, uh, they both did an excellent job, I think, and like Don and James and have years, and they're good friends, and they uh, passed on the message. And the message is, you don't have to drink if you don't want to. So... Just learning how to do that, but a lot of people have asked me. I've been sober 44 years, and coming up on my 45th anniversary, my wife. This is my wife. She's in her 45th year, or 46th year. 46th year. Yeah. We met. Uh, we met in AA and got married, and, and uh, I was sober for 11 months. And, we started dating on June the 6th, 1966, and got married on August the 12th, 1966. Uh, and our sponsors both approved of it, strangely enough, but they weren't well. <laughs> One of my pigeons do that. I've had them do that, as a matter of fact, you know, but... Uh, they don't usually turn out very well. But somehow or another, Peggy and I were both beat up enough so that uh, we uh, were desperate for something. And uh, AA has filled that to the overflowing point. And, uh, but I want to warn you of something. If you're a guy and you're in AA and you're new and you marry somebody that's been sober longer than you have, you're making a terrible mistake. <laughs> They, uh, <clears throat> you know, they they say things like, "Well, you'll understand when you've been sober as long as I have." <laughs> yeah. I'm not your sponsor, but 
Give you a little brief sponsorship there just in case you need it. Give you a little shot here and there. And you can't reciprocate. I mean, I can remember getting up one morning and and uh, I was taking Peg her a cup of coffee and she sat straight up in bed and she said, what would you say that to John last night for? I said, huh? <laughs> she said, what would you say that? I said, I don't have any idea what I said. What did I say? What did I say to John? You know what you said. <laughs> and then I said, oh, Peg, just get back in your kennel. It'll be okay. <laughs> You can't get away with that either, I'll tell you. <laughs> but anyway, you know, being sober a long time has its advantages. And one of its advantages is people come up to you and say things like, well, how did you stay sober that long? So I'm going to tell you how I stayed sober that long. And uh, perhaps you can pick up on something that... We're going to talk about some of the things we do and some of the things we don't do. First of all, I had to, these are my experience. They're not of some brain list that came down, but just wrote down things randomly that happened to me over the period of time and have resulted in the fact that I'm sober today. One, I didn't drink one day at a time. I didn't take that first drink. We stay sober. Uh, we go to meetings of Alcoholics Anonymous. We got a home group, and that home group, you attend that meeting at your home group every week unless there's a death in the family, and the death better be you. <laughs> get a sponsor and use them. Ken was talking about his sponsor, but my sponsor didn't have any quirks like that, but <clears throat> he was a good guy. And uh, my first sponsor, a fellow named Buck Doyle, he's died, he's dead now. But uh, he was a great 12-stepper and great with new people and, and just absolutely the right person for me to have guide me and introduce me to uh, sobriety. And uh, I stayed with him on a long-term basis, and and uh, he died. And I have another sponsor, Clancy I, as my sponsor, and I talk to him every week. And uh, more frequently, if called upon, and uh, I uh, uh, have not made a mistake in my life as far as he is concerned. I, my whole life is a mistake. <laughs> But I learned over a period of time to study the literature in Alcoholics Anonymous so I could familiarize myself with where we came from and, and have some vague idea of where we're going in the future. And uh, so I learned that if I go to a meeting like this tonight, for an example, uh, pay attention. You know, the person, the person that you're listening to whether it be me or somebody else or Ken or uh, the guys today or your sponsor or the person that's sitting next to you or the person who you see next week to going to the meeting or in the grocery store tomorrow, uh, you know, see them and pay attention to them and 
find out what they're doing. You know, don't try to don't try to get caught up with the idea that you have to learn to like yourself or you have to re- learn to love yourself before you can like or love anybody else. You know, what I found that I better do because I was such an egocentric son of a bitch. It's the only way you can put it because that's what I was. Uh, I had to learn to love you. I had to learn to like you. Meetings are monologues. When someone is talking, don't interrupt them. Unless they just go on and on and on. <laughs> there are those there are those that do that, you know. But we must become involved in our own recovery. We must learn to do the things that we do because they work, not because they're a good idea, not because they're cute or, or pleasant, but because they work. And I'm very pragmatic sort of a person. And uh, I do things because they work. I don't do it, do it because it makes me look good or makes you look good or anything else. I just do things that work. And uh, I like it that way. And there's no dogma. There's no written set of rules that you've got to do one way or another or in, certain, in one order or another order. We try to take the steps in order, of course, because it makes sense they lead to each other. But be a part of what goes on and be regular in your attendance at meetings and uh, attend the same meetings. You know, you might go to a different meeting every now and then just to get settled into the meetings that you want to go to and those that you like and places where you're uh, accepted or places where you accept them. Make commitments at the meetings. Make commitments to your relationships to the other people in your life, the people at work and to the people at at home or people at church if you go to church or the people who play tennis with you or watch football games or whatever it happens to be. Make a commitment to be responsible to them and by your actions be responsible to them. When you really just don't feel up to it, Act better than you feel. That is so important because those actions, your actions will pull you out of your your deep depressions and your sad times. And uh, if you follow through with those with your commitments and just act better than you feel and you'll find that things come along. Things just come along a day at a time. Pursue the principles of AA. You know, bear in mind that, you know, don't get too hungry or angry, lonely, or tired. Uh, because, not because they're bad things, but because they're mood changers. And try to do those things as best you can. Obviously, if you're like I am, if you're an alcoholic as I am, you have to take the steps or you're not going to be able to stay sober. And that's what a real alcoholic is. They describe, As they describe in the big book, they talk about real alcoholics. What is a real alcoholic? A real alcoholic is someone who has to take the steps so they can't stay sober. That's what a real alcoholic is.
That's what that whole book is about, real alcoholics and how to get well. Clean up your act. Just dress up a little bit for AA. You know, just put a little comb to your hair. Put a little, you know, nail polish on if you're a gal. Put your lipstick on correctly. And, you know, with you guys, you know, comb your hair and brush your teeth and clean your fingernails and, you know, just wear a clean shirt and put a nice, you know, with a collar on it. So, you know, so that you bring some dignity to Alcoholics Anonymous instead of just being a bum. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to be a newcomer all the time. You can act like you've been an old timer. <clears throat> Observe the prayers in Alcoholics Anonymous. Well, we have a style now of wearing your shirt tail out, and what you look like is somebody with a Turk shirt tail out. You know, it doesn't look good or cute. It just looks like you don't have your shirt tail tucked in. Oh didn't last very long as a style. Observe the prayers in Alcoholics Anonymous. Observe the prayers in Alcoholics Anonymous. I say observe them. You know, we have a number of prayers, the third step prayer, the seventh step prayer, the prayer of St. Francis, and and, uh, the serenity prayer. You know, those are things that are most important that you, you know, that you familiarize yourself with and make a part of your life. We don't know what it'll do, but we know it'll help. And we can't tell you how it's going to help or what the end result will be, but we can tell you you'll be better off. You'll feel better about you. Whether you believe or not believe, it doesn't make any difference. Just pray to whatever God that you want to pray to whatever you want God to be. Do those things with enthusiasm. Put your life into it. Mean what you say. Do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Be where you say you're going to be when you say you're going to be there. Put some meaning in your life for a change. Put a, Make AA first in your life. You'll hear that when you're new. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean that I have to go to meetings all day, every day? No, it doesn't mean that. It just means to put AA in your life as the most important pivoting point. That's the point in your life where you see God and you see the actions of God and see what happens just very simply. If you were, if you were thinking about it, putting AA in the center of your life for an example. I always like to think of it as being a like a plate. And if you put your finger in the center of that plate, you can balance a plate on one finger. And if you can put the various and sundry other parts of your life on that plate, you can put work and play and religion and family and kids and hobbies and football games and everything else can go can go and fit on that plate as long as at center of that plate pivot is there and as long as that plate is not tilted one way or the other you can balance your life with AA as the centermost point and it works
you know, it works for the people in this room. I know a lot of you that I've known for many, many years, and I've seen you do that, and I've seen you not do that. And I can tell you it's a lot easier to do it than it is to not do it. <coughs> but uh, <clears throat> one of the things that we do in Alcoholics Anonymous is we shake hands with the speaker. Not because the speaker wants to stand around and shake hands with you, because we just as soon sit off in the corner by ourselves, you know, be left alone to a degree. But uh, just shake hands with them anyway. They're doing the best they can do. It may not be as much as much or as good as you can do it, but it's the best they can do. Greet the newcomers in Alcoholics Anonymous. At your meeting, make sure that there's a greeter at the door to shake hands with the people who come in and welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous. I can remember when I went to my first meeting, there was a fellow named uh, Buck Doyle had taken me to the meeting, and this guy named Reds Fanning was at the door of his, the basement of a community center, and he opened the screen door, and he says, Welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous. And then he said, oh, well, you'll be okay. You're with Buck. And I was here I was with this fellow Buck. And, uh, you know, he welcomed me to AA and assured me that it would be okay for me to be there. I wasn't welcome at many other places at that time. So, so it was kind of nice. And at that particular meeting, my first meeting was a service meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, and the area chairman played a film strip, something like Circles of Love and Service, and talk about the structure of Alcoholics Anonymous. And that was my first meeting, and I've been sober ever since. Figure that one out. <laughs> and it isn't because I went on then to become delegate and trustee or anything like that, but I've been a servant in Alcoholics Anonymous ever since. But if you greet the newcomers and talk to them and pay attention to them, maybe they'll come back. Maybe you'll encourage them to come back. Be available to the newcomers. Say, say hello to your friends, of course. But look around for the people that you, that you don't know and introduce yourself to them. Try to talk to five new people every day at a meeting that you go to, five people that are new to you. Try to do that. It's a good exercise. One of the ways you can do that is don't sit down until five minutes before the meeting starts. You know, make yourself available by being erect. Yeah. I think if we do what we're supposed to do when we're supposed to do it, we don't have to worry about too much about doing the things that we're not supposed to do. If we do the things we're supposed to do, we don't have time to do the things we're not supposed to do. Think about it that way. Speak the language of, your, of the heart. Talk about your experience. Talk about the solution to recovery. Don't talk about your problems at meetings. 
Talk to your sponsor about your problems. Drive them crazy. <laughs> they like it. Clean house, no matter where you are. If you see trash, pick it up. You know, help the waiters clear the tables. And do the things like that. And, you know, I clean the... I check the bathrooms after I go to a meeting and to make sure that they're cleaned up. You know, it's just, you know, they don't elect me to do that. That's just something that I do. And uh, it's a job that that I feel is important. Women's bathrooms generally are not as well kept as men's bathrooms. By the way, I don't know why that is, because, because they're generally the neat ones, but Learn to disagree. Learn that you can disagree without being disagreeable. You can disagree with somebody and just keep on going and just keep on moving on, go to the meeting again the next week, and eventually, you know, if nothing else, they, they, they may not stay sober, and you can watch their demise. It'll make you feel, <laughs> it'll make you feel good. But again, they may stay sober and and watch your demise, so, so be careful. Try to learn to be a friend among friends. God, what a job that is. Be a friend among friends. Accept the seemingly bad as well as the seemingly good. I remember walking across that parking lot to go to that first meeting and thinking to myself, this is terrible. You know, if what, what would my father say? What would my grandfather say? You know, they were both men of dignity. What would they, what would they say about me going to AA? And uh, now I know that they would have been very proud of the fact that I went to Alcoholics Anonymous. My father, unfortunately, was nominated for a federal judgeship, and he went out and celebrated with his brother. And uh, it came home and fell down the basement steps and had a brain concussion and died shortly thereafter. But he was one of us. And I say that unequivocally. I have a letter that he had written to my mother whom he was engaged to and said that he had, he had straightened out the drink problem and he no longer had a problem. But he never stopped drinking to excess. He had, he had an answer. Learn to be square. Do the things that you think, like cut your grass every week. You know, don't paint your house with pink polka dots. You know, make it nice, blend in earth colors, for crying out loud. You know, and make your life that way. Make your life that way. Blend in. Don't try to be different. It doesn't help to be different. This fellow sitting here with his hat on. He ex oh, another one over there. Hmm. They expect there's going to be bad weather in here, I guess. <clears throat> My hat's off to you, John.
elect trusted servants, not necessarily your friend, or not because it'll help them. You're electing people in AA to carry on the business of Alcoholics Anonymous, and you want you want the best candidate to get that. You want the person who has proven themselves to be faithful at their jobs in AA. And once you have a job and you've done it for some time, you know, stop doing it. Rotate off. Give somebody else an opportunity to do the same thing. In meetings, in discussion meetings especially, you know, there's a lot of people that start off discussion meetings with, does anybody have a problem? Meetings aren't for problems. Meetings are for the solution. When we talk about the solution, everybody leaves the meeting and feels good because they've gotten something out of it. When you talk about the problem, you wonder when that problem is going to get worse. It doesn't get better. The face of Alcoholics Anonymous, Don and James talked about this earlier, but the face of AA changes. Society changes. You know, it's a different time, it's a different place. You know, Alcoholics Anonymous is different today than it was in 1965 when I came here. There are only 250,000 people in Alcoholics Anonymous worldwide when I came to Alcoholics Anonymous. I was number two. 252. <laughs> but uh, now they're over, you know, well over 2 million people in Alcoholics Anonymous. And with the people changing, with the world changing itself, then AA changes too. The face of AA changes. Not the structure of Alcoholics Anonymous. Because the structure of Alcoholics Anonymous is the 12 steps and 12 traditions and the 12 concepts. That's the structure. And it they never change because they are the parts of our recovery that are necessary for us to observe and make a part of our lives so that we can stay sober. So AA does change. I mean, there, there were very few specialty meetings uh, when I came to AA. Uh, I can remember there was you know, a men's stag meeting and a women's stag meeting. I don't know how women can have stag meetings. Stag indicates men. Maybe they have just meetings where they talk about men. I don't know. But uh, there weren't many of those around at all. And uh, I'm not sure that that's right, wrong, or indifferent. It doesn't make any difference to me. I don't run alcoholics anonymous. I don't pretend to know, you know, the answers to those sorts of things. But I do know this. I know if you go where you go for sobriety, then, you know, what the people are and how they dress and what they attend to and what they do in alcoholics anonymous, what they do for other people is the main thing that we have to be concerned about. So we have to observe that, there, uh, that action is what we're looking at. You know, action is a magic word. It's what we do in Alcoholics Anonymous. It's not what we think in Alcoholics Anonymous. It's the actions we take. In the big book, 
this morning, this afternoon, the guys talked about it over and over and over and over and over again, taking the actions of Alcoholics Anonymous, doing those things that work, following the people who went before you and do what they do. Chances are it'll work well for you too. So we take the steps and live the traditions and we celebrate anniversaries in Alcoholics Anonymous. We're pleased that people stay sober and we think that perhaps they'll be better off if we admit that we're pleased that they're staying sober. So we congratulate people and we have birthday parties and cakes and coffees and that sort of thing. And it's part of the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. That's the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous is everything except the steps and the traditions and the concepts. All of the other things that go on, go into your meetings and the coffees and uh, telephone calls and those sorts of things, you know, they're all part of the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. And the fellowship is a very important thing. You know, that is what differentiates Alcoholics Anonymous from 12-step meetings. It's When I say that, you know, there are other people who have, have problems other than alcohol that use the steps to, for their recovery. But they're not anywhere near as big as Alcoholics Anonymous is. And the reason is, is they don't have the fellowship. It's because they're a 12-step program. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other. It doesn't say it's a 12-step program. It says that it's a fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. And don't ignore that part because it's a big part of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's a big part for you this whole weekend. This is the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous where we have people coming in sharing their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they can stay sober and help other people to achieve sobriety. That's simple enough. It's simple enough. There's nothing complicated about that. That's why AA works so well. Because we share our experience and not our opinions. So we, yeah, well. <clears throat> There's only one opinion that's valid in Alcoholics Anonymous. That's a doctor's opinion. But what we do is we share our experience and not our, not our opinions. We act our way into a new way of thinking. As Chuck Chamberlain would say, uncover, discover, and discard. Be accountable and responsible examples of Alcoholics Anonymous. This is me helping you helps me. Me helping you helps me. We help each other. What we learn to do is to do the do's and don't the don'ts. These are some of the don'ts. 
I now have a choice whether I drink or not. If you had a choice, you wouldn't come here in the first place. This is a selfish program. It's not a selfish program. It's a selfless program. We have to eliminate ourselves. You're more important to me than I am to me. I learned to like you and respect you. And because I liked and respected you, I did what you did. And you, what you did was you stayed sober a day at a time, and so I stayed sober a day at a time because I wanted to be like you. Take what you want and leave the rest. No, no, don't do that. You better take what you don't want and pay particular attention to it because that's what, that's what you might need. Do what you feel like doing. Your feelings change very rapidly. Mine do, I can tell you. You know, there's an old fellow, Don Nicholson, used to say, you know, like a toilet seat and a... Feelings are like a toilet seat in a mixed party, up and down and up and down and up and down. I don't have to drink unless I want to. The magic is of AA is that I don't have to drink even if I want to. I don't have to even if I want to. I cannot drink a day at a time. Pray about it. I don't think that that's going to resolve your problem. It's part of it, but it does, it's not the whole shooting match. The whole shooting match is praying about it and then certainly talking to your sponsor about it and see what your options are. Sponsors, that's what they're for. They're like traffic cops. You know, They give you different options at different times under controlled circumstance. Get several sponsors. Oh, sure. <clears throat> Go to just any old meeting. No, it's not true. There are some meetings that are better than others. You have to go and find those that are better for you. Way better. Don says, read the big book. Fine, read the big book if you want to. I read the big book. But I also spend a lot of time studying the big book because that's our, you know, Ken... Ken Devaney has talked, at our, talked about it being our owner's manual, and uh, it's, it's an apt description, I think. There are no musts in AA. I think it's 87 times the word must is listed in the big book. AA is a self-help program. No, it's a help others program. Far from it. You don't have to take the steps in order. No, but if you don't, you, you trip. <laughs> the traditions are only for the business or, or the group to do. No, you can learn to be self-supporting through your own contributions <laughs> just as well, just as well at home.
you can go to too many meetings. I've never seen anybody go to too many meetings. <laughs> I've seen people go to too few meetings, but I've never seen them go to too many meetings. I know that when my life gets difficult and times get tough with me, I just go to an extra meeting. And if that doesn't make it better, I go to another extra meeting. And I do that not until I inundate myself with Alcoholics Anonymous, and then I find the problem has gone away. It just disappears. God removes all those things that are necessary that stand in the way of our being useful to Him and to others. I'm a member of the Foxhall Group. In my own hometown of 50,000 people, every Tuesday night we have a, our, our meeting which has 450 to 500 people in there. Some of you have been to that meeting. And uh, it's a good meeting. It's a good meeting. But some people go to it for a while, and they say, well, it's not spiritual enough. Well, we got 450 people who are sober. That's spiritual. That's a spiritual act in itself. I don't think there's anything that God would want me to do or to you to do that's any more important than helping somebody else save their own life. That's what. That's how spiritual we are. That's how guided we are. That's how. That's how we feel about having sponsors. You know, they're they're a necessary addition to our lives. They're not an evil, but they're a contribution to our lives. I have to put me at the top of my amends list. I found that people who do that never seem to get around to the second person. I have to put balance in my life. I don't know how you put balance in your life except to put AA in the center. That's the pivot point. That's the center of your life. AA and God are synonymous as far as I'm concerned. That means they're the same. Well, the last thing I want to tell you is that wet birds don't fly at night. Just like Alcoholics Anonymous. If you understand what I'm saying, there's no explanation necessary. And if you don't understand, there's no explanation possible. (laughs) Thank you.